Hello, 80s cruisers. Who's ready for some trivia? Wow, I haven't felt this love since we did that two-part podcast on BJ and the Bear. Okay, um, trivia question number one then. Name this TV theme song. Come on, people. You know this one. It starred Simon McCorkingdale. Still nothing? Come on. You loved Simon McCorkingdale in Jaws 3D. Dude, keep it simple. Simple, man. Okay, okay. So, he was a shapeshifter. Whoa, what's going on now? Oh, it's, it's just a general murmur. Ah, ah, okay. Hey, people, I'm going to make it real simple. It rhymes with fanimal. Nothing? Manimal, people. Manimal. Maybe we should just take care of business and start the show. I'm telling you, if we make these questions any easier, they're going to have to be true or false. Okay, have it your way. True or false? We're going back on the 80s cruise in 2018. True. Very true, actually. Uh, but we're not the only ones. Rick Springfield is hosting the cruise along with MTV VJs Nina Blackwood, Alan Hunter, and Mark Goodman. And Berlin is coming back, too. Other musical acts will include Loverboy, Billy Ocean, Mike and the Mechanics, Lou Graham, The Tubes, Katrina from Katrina and the Waves, and Thomas Dolby. Special appearance by Simon McCorkendale. False. Dude, that's not funny. He died in 2010. Oh, my bad. Anyway, if you're new to the 80s cruise, use the promo code STUCK to get your best discount on rates. But if you settled with us before, the cruise company has probably already sent you really good discounted rates. I know it's complicated, but it's easier than the manimal trivia question. Okay, true or false? You're going to be more social this year? What? Is that a trick question? I was Showtime Spearsy this year. Anyway, email us at podcast at sit80s.com if you have questions, or go to www.the80scruise.com for more details. Okay, folks. Okay, settle down. Settle down. Question number two. During Live Aid, what band performed the following? Oh, no. You had to go there. Start the show, Spearsy. Start the show. Travel back in time to the 80s. Reliving the music. Everybody have fun tonight. Everybody wang chung tonight. The movies. Yes! 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 Oh! 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 I'll have what she's having. And the parties. No one in my family ever drinks. That's great! You probably never run out of ice your whole life. Because just like you, we're stuck in the 80s. Sure, it's not 1985 right now. But who knows what tomorrow will bring? Hey, hey, welcome to Stuck in the 80s. It's your host, Steve Spears. And Brad in L.A. And today we bring you back to March Madness to decide once and for all who was the biggest movie villain of the 80s. That's right. That's right. We're bad. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's right. Darn right. So, Steve, I think I'm going to change my nickname. I think Brad in L.A. is no more. I think I'm going to be B-Rad from now on. B-Rad? Yeah, right, B-Rad. That's going to catch on. We'll yeah, try it. It's going it's to be huge. It. Huge. <laughs> so, um, 
This is our March Madness uh, tournament. We we claim no ownership over that phrase, and hopefully, we'll not be sued for using it. Um, we've done this. A well, couple first, years someone before. would have to listen to the show. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we've done this a couple years. Uh, it's been. We did it in 2014. We did a 64 contestant bracket for best soundtrack songs of the 80s. Oh my gosh, it was fun, but oh, there's so much work behind the curtain, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then in 2015. We did movie sidekicks. Right. And if you want to know who won, you'll have to go back and listen to those shows. But uh, we had some fun. Um, How it basically works is we will post brackets online. Uh, We'll put them on SIT80s.com and we'll put the links to them on our Facebook uh, page and it'll be on Twitter. So if you follow us on social media, you can go to those places and you can vote. Um, yeah. And it's set up just like the basketball tournament. In fact, uh, this year we're only going to use 32 contestants. Yeah, not just 64. to save you all the grief of voting for 16 subprime candidates in each bracket. Yeah. So we're calling this the – instead of the NIT, it's the NET or National 80s Tournament. Ooh, I like it, Spearsy. <laughs> So, so as hell. Right. So we will let – you will be deciding, not Brad and I. We will each get one vote, obviously. But uh, – the 80s nation as a whole will decide who is the best movie villain of the 80s. Now, of course, we have narrowed it down to 32, and it's probably important that we tell you how we did that. Yeah. Um, totally uh, arbitrarily. Yeah. <laughs> Alphabetically, as it turns out. Um, By middle few, name. <laughs> a few years ago, a few years ago, I wrote a blog item on the top 80 villains of the 80s. So I had 80 of them. I, I, if I remember, there was a lot of fan input on that as well. There was. There was yeah. a lot. Because so, some of those I, I barely knew myself. Now, there are some rules that we have established. They have to be movie characters, not TV, not real life, from movies that were released in the 80s. No real life figures were allowed. So no Al Capone from Untouchables. I'm, I'm a little upset about that, but I'm, I'm getting over it. Yeah, you have to because if you're basing it on a real life person, I just I think that takes a little bit of the fun out of it. No Joan okay. Crawford from Mommy Dearest. Mm, that's uh, a tough cut too. I don't, she was in the, both of them were in the original list, but uh, yeah. for for 32 we have these have to be original characters. Um, the villains have to be humanoid, so there's no alien queen or predator or cartoon character. Yeah, all you Little Mermaid fans, I tried to get Ursula on the list, but Steve hit me with the big veto. <laughs> Sometimes someone has to lay down the law. Lines uh, were drawn. Yeah. Here's where it really gets interesting. Only one villain per movie is allowed. So there's only one Star Wars villain. Um, Got we'll it. talk about that later. Only And uh, an actor is only allowed one entry. So right. James Spader, we had to decide between Pretty in Pink or Less Than Zero. Right and for Billy Zabka, Billy we had Zabka to had to choose between one movie from the entire eighties because he's in everything yeah. as a bad guy. Right, so we had to choose between Karate Kid, just one of the guys, Back to School. So you'll find out which one we picked. Um, so that's how to work. You Honestly, can, I think we could have done just a full Billy Zabka bracket. Yeah, we could. We were so close to doing that, and uh, so like I said, you'll vote on him. Uh, We'll do a couple of rounds, and then we'll come back with a new show and, and tell you how we're doing. And then we'll yeah. vote on the next three brackets, and then we'll give you the, the champion. 
And so, one of the things we learned in the past is if we try and do a show per bracket, it just, oh my gosh, it takes us forever to get all yeah. this stuff done. So People are so, so tired of it. Yeah. We want we want you to we want it to be fresh for you and fresh for us. So we're going <laughs> to collapse it a little bit. So so much like the tournament, we have we have broken this down into four brackets. So the characters have to fit into one of these four brackets. Uh, bracket number one, rich bullies. Bracket number two, <laughs> aka the William Zabka bully bracket. Um, it's also, uh, basically, um, characters who are in high school or college. Yeah. College or, or school bullies. Right. Or, or, uh, authority figures at colleges or high schools. Yeah. Uh, bracket number three is a sci-fi or fantasy movie bullies. And, uh, bracket number four, positions of power bullies. So you'll see as we get into this, how it all fits together. Just like, uh, oatmeal. Mmm, oatmeal. <laughs> can't stand it. I find the hit record is like a stew. <laughs> you can't resist. Voting <laughs> that movie. It's in your DNA. It okay. seems to be. So let's get started. We'll start with bracket number one, Rich Bullies. Each bracket has eight contestants, and we have seeded them. So the matchups are very much like the basketball matchups. So um, let's see how it works, okay? Uh, number one seeded Gordon Gecko. From Wall Street faces Rachel Phelps, the owner of the Cleveland Indians, in Major League. The facts are we lost our two best players to free agency. We haven't won a pennant in over 35 years. We haven't placed higher than fourth in the last 15. Obviously, it's time for some changes. This guy here is dead. Cross him off, then. That's a tough one. That's not a tough yeah. one. No. I, I think Gordon Gecko takes her. I mean, here's the thing. With only eight in a bracket, there are no bad choices here. Right. You know, we, we've we've separated the wheat from the chaff for you. <laughs> you know, I don't want to hear people complaining about these brackets. I want to hear people thanking us for sparing them the nonsense of having to go through that first bracket of Gordon Gecko versus, you know, the banana that someone slipped on. You know? <laughs> right. We're exactly. helping you out here. Right. <laughs> okay. The next matchup will be number two seated Catherine Parker. Played by Sigourney Weaver in Working Girl versus the number seven seed, Tony Montana, played by Al Pacino in Scarface. Wait, I thought you said no cartoon characters in this bracket. Oh, come on. Oh. But um, that's that could go. I see the number that's seven a- seed maybe prevailing there. Yeah, pretty strong. Here's my thing, though, I would say. Is Tony Montana truly a villain? I mean, Catherine Parker is a villain all the way through. She totally screws over. Are you over. kidding me? <laughs> is he truly a villain? He's just I mean, trying okay. to make money. I mean... <laughs> I suppose you're right, Steve. I mean, he's not... He's not is he <laughs> as villainous? Like, think about this when you vote. Think about this yeah. when you vote. I mean, I mean, yeah, he's a great character, but is he... How villainous is he? Hmm. He shoots up an awful lot of people. Yeah, but, you know... I don't know. I'm just saying. Say hello to my little bracket. Think about it. Think about the levels of, of villainousness. Uh, and then place your little tick in the tick box and right. move to the next one. Uh, the next matchup. Um, number three seated the Duke of New York, played by Isaac Hayes in Escape from New York, versus Victor Maitland uh, from <laughs> Beverly Hills Cop. Oh, I love this matchup. That's a good one. Yeah. Mm, I know. I'm voting for the Duke. I just, I just saying that right now. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Victor Maitland's good. 
But I'm just yeah, saying. Yeah, we might cancel each other out on that I, one. I love, I love Escape from New York. Of course, since I'm the one who goes through and filters out all the multiple votes that people try and do, I could maybe, you know, leave a few in there for myself. Oh, that's so nice. Uh, don't worry. We have the people from uh, PricewaterhouseCoopers to help us with the envelopes on this. We got a really good rate on the two guys yeah. that were backstage. They have a lot of experience with this sort of thing. I'm sure they do. Uh, the final matchup for bracket number one, uh, Rene Belloc uh, from Raiders of the Lost Ark, oh. number four seed versus the number five seed. Oh, this is interesting. It's a brother team. Randolph yeah. and Mortimer Duke from Trading Places. Oh, my gosh. Wow. This is a tough Ooh. one. This, I love this bracket, this matchup. This is a great Ooh, matchup. God. I, I'm going to have to – I'm telling you right now, I'm going to vote for uh, the Duke brothers. You know how much I love Trading Places, but, oh, Belloc is so – oh, it's Belloc. fantastic. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Belloc. We are not so different, you and I. Don't only take a little nudge to push you over into the Spearsy. Oh, you're so good at that. Oh, um, I love that. I love that character. So you go ahead and announce the uh, matchups for bracket number two. Okay, bracket number two, which I renamed the William Zabka bully bracket after Steve had called something else, just because I think he is, in some ways, you know, the the prototypical villain for '80s movies. So our first matchup in that bracket is none other than William Zabka himself, Johnny Lawrence, and the Karate Kid against Better Off Dead's Roy Stalin. Ooh. <laughs> Well, you sure got my vote for cutest couple. Better shave her a little closer before you kiss her goodnight. <laughs> Here's my question. So we picked we picked Zapka. Um, we gave we, we had we had to pick one role. We could have picked yeah. just one of the guys. I think I think the reason we didn't pick that was it's just not as memorable of a movie. Yeah, sorry, but Carol. But we could have picked um, Back to School. Yeah, I think this is a better. This is a better. It's a meaner character. Yeah, I mean, he kicks the people. crap out of that kid. Yeah, and, and, and kills him. He does have the. He does have the sea change in the last like thirty seconds of the movie, and you're like, mm, does that redeem him as a character? I don't know. He's still the villain. You got to think about that yeah. because that comes into play with a lot of these villains. Does that make you feel better or worse about their villainosity? I mean, Roy Stalin is an is an a hole start to finish. Yeah, well, you're right. So, he doesn't punch anybody that I know of. But That's true. He I, just skis people off the mountain. Right. So there's that. Uh, <laughs> what's, what's the next matchup? Next matchup is Back to the Future's Biff Tannen, played by Thomas Wilson, against Chet, Bill Paxton, from Weird Science. Oh, no. Mm, that's a, you know, that... Two weeks ago, that's a walkover. Now, hmm, I don't know. Uh-huh. Maybe Chet gets the. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about Paxton later in the show, but uh, yeah. maybe Chet gets the uh, the sympathy, sympathy nod. What's next? Like Spock did. Spock did in our um, our. Oh yeah, that's picks. right. Yeah. That's right. He did. He benefited from that. Yeah. So the next matchup is number three, the Heather's, and we had another group: Shannon Doherty, Lizanne Falk, and Kim Walker from the movie of the same title uh, versus Steph. Uh, from Pretty in Pink, played by James Spader. Right. So we picked this over. We picked uh, Pretty in Pink over less than zero. I just I, I wish you'd quit making me talk about less than zero. It just <laughs> he deserves it. He deserves it for less than zero. But I just think, yeah, when people think of Spader, they think of Steph. I think that's true. So, and our last matchup in this bracket is Ed Rooney from Ferris Bueller's Day Off against. The pairing Stan Gable and Fred the Ogre Palawaski from Revenge of the Nerds. All right. Yeah. So that completes like the whole 
high school college bracket there. Um, yeah. What do you what do you see as the biggest upset potential? Is it Chet over Biff? I think Chet over Biff. I I think you know. I almost put Biff as the number one seed in this bracket, but then I thought, you know what? It's just like you know how they give awards sometimes based on the like you had a good movie this year and you haven't won, but you have this amazing body of work, so we're going to give it to you. It's yeah, like, Zabka earned the number one seed in this bracket. He's the Leonardo DiCaprio of this bracket. Yeah, um, I think I think Steph as the number six seed beats the Heather's as the number you think three so? seed. Well, well that's I, because of your deep seated personal dislike for that movie. I really don't like it. Oh, God. One of the worst podcasts we ever did. Um, I got a motor if I'm going to make that podcast. Oh, man. Unlikable movie. Okay. Bracket number three, sci-fi and fantasy bullies. I love this bracket. This is a good one. Here we go. Number one seated, The Kurgan, played by Clancy Brown from Highlander. I have something to say. It's better to burn out than to fade away. Mm. versus upstart number eight seed Thulsa Doom played by James Earl Jones in Conan the Barbarian. Oh, they're both so good. They're so good. How did we do I, this? Uh, I feel bad for Thulsa because, I mean, the Kurgan, my vote goes to the Kurgan, but Thulsa uh, Doom, man. I mean, it's, James it's Earl Jones gets my vote. James Earl Jones gets my vote. You killed yeah. my pet. <laughs> Okay. And that wig. Oh, my gosh. That thing he's wearing. It's amazing. Oh, my God. You want to talk about a great costume. Uh, <laughs> I know we don't want to talk too much about the 80s cruise, and um, we we swear we won't. But for costume party, the Kurgan would actually, except for the fact of trying to bring a broad sword. I have to shave my head. Well, sometimes you got to make allowances. <laughs> I don't know. Just a thinking. Okay. Number. Uh, Put it on match, the list. Next patch up. <clears throat> Number two seated Khan, uh, played by the late Ricardo Montalban in Star Trek II: The Wrath of Khan, versus Ed Dillinger, aka Sark, uh, in Tron, played by David Warner. We hmm. yes, we are obsessed with this movie. Yeah, probably um, more so than we should admit. Yeah. Okay. Uh, ooh, I like this next one. <clears throat> Excuse me, boy, my voice is. You're a little crackly. Have some water. <clears throat> oh, I like this next one. Uh, here we go. Number three seated, Roy Batty uh, from mm. Blade Runner, played so by so, Rutger Hauer at his prime. Mm. That is so good. <laughs> so, versus uh, uh, Goonies fans are going to love this. He's facing up against Mama Fratelli, uh, played by the late Ann uh, Ramsey. Follow uh, those size nines. That'll be interesting. I still haven't seen yeah. Goonies start to finish. Still really? haven't seen it. No. I was I was huh. 18 years old in 1985. What in the world would want to make me want to watch the Goonies? I don't know. My kids love it, but uh, you don't really spend that much time with my kids, thankfully. So Yeah, that's one of those things you're kind of thankful for. We're, we're like great friends, but you don't want me around your kids. I understand that. Yeah, well, you know. Here we it's go. Just, this is so far away, Uncle Steve. <laughs> Uncle Steve... Will cry himself to sleep tonight. That's okay. I Aww. love this next matchup. Are you ready for this one? This to me oh, is this like is... this could have, this should be like almost a final matchup. Ready? This is one of those. Yeah, this is one of those early round matchups. You're like that should have gone yeah. on deeper. Yeah. yeah, this is like uh, who seated these guys? We're idiots. <laughs> I know. We, we seated them fairly. Uh, here we go. Are you ready? So. Yep. Number four, Darth Vader in Empire Strikes Back versus uh, the Terminator in uh, obviously the Terminator. 
Uh, here's my point. <clears throat> uh, Darth Vader, well, yeah, in Empire Strikes Back, he's truly evil. But he does kind of reveal, I don't know. He does he turn did. around in the next movie. So Yeah, he is redeemed. In the, truly so Do you take that into account? But I mean, the same could be said of the Terminator too, isn't he working for the? You know, he's working for the man in the next. Yeah, in Terminator Two, which didn't even happen. I don't yeah. think. Did, I don't think that even happened in the eighties. I think that's like nineteen ninety one movie. So is this one of those things where the the lawyer says something in court and then the judge says, "Oh, ignore that testimony." And you're like, "Oh, right. I'll pretend I didn't hear that. No problem." Right. I'm just. You know what? Let it fly, people. You just tell yeah. us, Vader or the Terminator. Yeah. Vote. You know, one way or another. Vote. There can be only one. <laughs> oh, okay, I you do. Just uh, chosen your, I've your chosen choice. My, yeah, I mean, I've chosen my champion. Uh, go ahead and introduce the matchups for bracket four. Okay, bracket four positions of power. Number one, Richard Vernon from The Breakfast Club, played play, played by the late Paul Gleason, against Guido from Risky Business. Look, Joe, you look like a smart kid. So I'm going to tell you something which I'm sure you'll understand. Now you're having fun now, right? Right, Joe. Time of your life, and as slug as you can, and never, ever f- with another man's livelihood. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know if yeah. I call Guido a true villain. He doesn't well, kill anybody. He, he's, I Neither think does Vernon. Right. <laughs> yeah. I think this is why Guido is at number eight, because he's a great character. He doesn't... He. It's more like the fear of his presence drives the movie more than himself. But he does have some great lines. He does have great lines. Yeah, um, and he does rap on the window of the Porsche with the handgun. Yes. Okay. Chrome plated. You sold me. <laughs> I, you know, I actually vote for him over Vernon because I think yeah. Vernon's one of those characters that, as I've grown older, I understand a little bit better. Yeah, but he didn't have to be that way. Um, okay, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> Number two, Hans Gruber, the much beloved and also late Alan Rickman from Die Hard, versus the Joker, uh, Jack Nicholson in 1989's Batman. That's mm. Mm, that's you're picking yeah oh those are tough that's a tough one i mean very definition of villain yeah where does he get those toys (laughs) uh just such a great i mean jack nicholson just looks like he's having a great time playing that part like he was born to be that character exactly and alan Alan rickman you go back and watch die hard i i I can't vote in this one i'm recreasing myself um (laughs) okay the next matchup is my favorite uh, Rocky villain, Mr. T, as Clubber Lang in 1982's Rocky III versus the 100% extra creepy Frank Booth, played by Dennis Hopper in Blue Velvet. Did you see uh, in the news this week that uh, Mr. T is going to be a contestant on Dancing with the Stars this year? It's funny you would mention that because I have a friend that works at ABC and he was sending me stuff about it. And I said, is that really – is he really a star? Like, is this Dancing with, with the – People we've heard of now. Keys <laughs> is if you've seen the rest. Of, I, there's people that are appearing this season I've never heard of. I mean, is that harsh of me? Perhaps. No, but it's a, it's I, it seems a to me that they're, they're going pretty deep into the Rolodex if they're calling out Mr. T for Dancing with the Stars. Can your can your Dancing friend, with the Stars '80s edition maybe? Can your friends score us Mr. T uh, uh, for the podcast? Um, I'm going with no. <laughs> you go oh, ask. <laughs> ask. <laughs> Final answer. <laughs> and our final matchup of the positions of power bracket is Alex Forrest, uh, played by Glenn Close in Fa- in Fatal Attraction, versus General Neil Before Zod, played by Terrence Stamp in Superman 2. 
I like his chances. Yeah, I do too. I do too. Bunnies so, notwithstanding. Yeah. So remember, go to sit80s.com. Look for the uh, the ballot to vote. It's just, you know, click here, click here, and you're done. It takes two seconds. Um, you're going to love if, it. You're going to love it. And, and then we'll uh, and come back. We'll keep posting up links when we have uh, the various round winners. And eventually we're going we're gonna to have a champion here. Yeah, we're going to do two rounds before we do another show. So don't wait for another show to go looking for the ballots. Right, exactly. You know what else you can't wait for? The, the seggies. seggies. Ah, by the sound of the tone, it must be time for read your mailbag. Yeah, we got a problem here. No we mail. We don't have any letters. No mail. Send us mail, dudes. We're at uh, podcast at sit80s.com. We love to hear from our listeners, so drop us a line. Let us know what you like. Let us know what you hate. We'll read your letter. It'll be fantastic. What's happening, hot stuff? Ah, by the sound of the gong, it must be time for mystery movie moment. Uh, we'll play a snippet of a movie from the 80s if you can get it right. Um, you are entered into a drawing for, um, actually this week we might give out something different. You know, I have those trucker hats from the eighties cruise. Oh, nice. So if you win, um, emails tell us, do you want a bottle opener or do you want the ball cap? Uh, either way, sweet. I just, <laughs> either way you get something from us. That's, that's nothing. That's not for nothing. <laughs> Pay attention. Uh, here's our clip from last week. Eating singer. Yes, that's the flamingo kid with Matt Dillon. Wow, 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 wow. Nobody, nobody likes this movie but you and me. But uh, anyway, there it is. Well, uh, we Reed's, do have some winners, though. Not a ton. Must be, people, must, people must be hibernating. 80s Nation is can't reach the keyboard to send us a letter or answer the mystery movie moment quiz this week's winners include canuck and cali dave i'll never play gin with big sid sadio dj and clinton and brock in sunny north dakota pay attention here's this week's mystery clip it's beautiful man if you know it email us at podcast at sit80s.com and tune in next week to find out if you're a wiener Ah, the mystical refrain that is named that 80s tune. Hey, signature event here. It's stuck in the 80s. Uh, Again, you know the drill. We'll play a snippet of a song this time from the uh, 80s. If you can get it right, you're entered into the drawing for either a trucker hat or a um, bottle opener. And then we might have some other stuff hanging around here. Seems like there was a – I'm looking over at my table of shame, which is all the stuff (laughs) I brought back from, from the cruise. And there's just like it's random Does that stuff over medical there. conditions. <laughs> yeah, lots of psychological conditions. That's for sure. Oh dear. Here we go. Pay attention. Here was the clip from our last show. That's "Sing Me Away" by Night Ranger. Cool. Um, I haven't used a Night Ranger song in a while. Night Ranger, by the way, is playing at the 80s in the Sand um, yeah. vacation, in which is November, right? November 11th, or it's in the middle of November. Yeah. Um, it's in the Dominican right. Republic. So um, Night Ranger's there. 
um, a bunch of actors. Uh, I think Berlin is there. Um, it's, think, it's an amazing event. Yeah. Go to uh, 80sinthesand.com and you can find out more about it. Uh, in the meantime, read us some winners. Winners this week include Kevin Serving Wench, Todd Cunningham, Chad Ledoux, Christine in Philly, Christine in Philly, Timmy in Camp Crystal Lake, Illinois, and Don in Tulsa. Let's spin the wheel and find out who wins the swag. And it looks like it's going to land on ah Brock in North Dakota. Okay, nice. Brock, uh, email us. Tell us if you want the bottle opener or the trucker hat, and we'll get it on its way to you. You also need to give us a um, mailing address, obviously. In the meantime, pay attention. Here's this week's mystery tune. If you know it, email us. Again, podcast at sit80s.com. And then tune in next week to find out if you're a wiener. It's Darth Vader. Watch out. And he's got a lightsaber. It's Kenner's Star Wars action figures, each sold separately. I got you now, Ben Kenobi. With R2-D2 and C-3PO. There's even Chewbacca and Han Solo. Someone's coming, Chewie. Who's there? It's Princess Leia and Luke Skywalker. Now I know the Force is with us. Darth Vader, R2-D2, C-3PO, and other Kenner Star Wars action figures, each sold separately. And we're back, and we have just a few minutes left. I thought maybe this would be a nice opportunity for us to um, reflect on the career of the great Bill Paxton, who died in late February at age 61 from complications from surgery. Yeah. Oh, that was a, kind of a blow, and it came out of nowhere. It was a huge blow. Um, it happened, I think, on a Sunday or something like that, and it, it happens like every actor death these days happens or any celebrity death happens. We start, our phones start lighting up with people texting yeah. us and stuff like that. And you're just like, oh, no. When I hear that many texts coming through at once, I'm like, this is this can't be good news. Um, his family um, released a statement um, when he passed away and gave it to Rolling Stone. It reads, <clears throat> quote, a loving husband and father, Bill, began his career in Hollywood working on films in the art department. It went on to have an illustrious career spanning four decades as a beloved and prolific actor and filmmaker. Bill's passion for the arts was felt by all who knew him and his warmth and tireless energy were undeniable. And they couldn't be more right. I I mean, obviously, you know, we mentioned his character Chet before Um, he had several pretty great um, parts in the eighties. He has like a, a bit part in stripes as one of the soldiers yeah. He's the he's I didn't realize that he's, until this week. Yeah. He had he was he was the punk rock leader in the bar in The Terminator. Yep. Um he, he was has a uh, very small part in Commando as a radar operator. Yeah. He uh was in Lords of Discipline and Streets of Fire. Um he has the one distinction of being I think the only actor who's been killed by um an alien, a predator and a terminator. Yeah, there's a trifecta that will not be equaled. Right. I mean, it's when you're in something like, and of course, beyond the 80s, uh, Apollo 13, Twister, Tombstone, Titanic. I mean, he yeah. had and, an and amazing career. 
Yeah, you go and look at his IMDb page, and it's just you're like, yeah, okay, I kind of know him from that one thing. And then you start thinking about it. he worked so much, he was in so much stuff, and you know, I I kind of wonder if he won't be better remembered for some of the TV work he did, like Big Love, Big Love, sure. Um, and he had just started Training Day, it was a new series he was he was in that they had maybe filmed six or seven episodes of the first season. So yeah, when uh, I was um, when I was writing up my memorial piece on him. I came across a um, interview he gave to the New York times back in 1998 um, where it seemed like he was lamenting the fact that he under underachieved in his career. And he said, uh, quote, it's always a little frustrating when you're reading a script after 10 guys ahead of you have had a chance to pick it over. You can almost see the breadcrumbs. I haven't had a role that's propelled me into major stardom. Sure, I've had roles that put me on the playing field. A lot of base hits. No home runs. Mm. That's heartbreaking. Heartbreaking that he felt that way. Yeah, because to me, it's like, wow, he's kept busy, which is more than almost anybody can say in Hollywood. But I can see that you would, you know, this is a, you're that close, right? You're, You're one... You're one part. You're one, you know, Gork single away from hitting 300. You're just right. you're right, right there. No, I mean, my contention would be, yeah, you you hit a lot of base hits, but you hit a lot of game winning base hits. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you were on the team. Yeah, I mean, you you were on a team. You were on the roster. You won the. You you're the one that won the series. You know, you may yeah. not uh, be. It it drives me crazy. I mean, Bill, you hit plenty of home runs for movie fans and for '80s fans like Brad and me. Yeah. And as far as I'm concerned, he's in Cooperstown. Um, we just wish you could have, you know, we just wish you, we could have seen you up at plate for another 20 years. Um, yeah. Rest in peace, slugger. Anyway, that's all we have time for this week. Um, like we said, go to SIT80s.com to vote on the movie villains. Give Chet a little extra love because in the meantime, Brad and I will be hopelessly stuck in the 80s. Stuck in the 80s is a class of 85 production. Special thanks to Check Battery Daily for our theme music. And remember, this is only an exhibition, not a competition. Please, no wagering. Stop.